Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Professionals. How about now? <laughs> we are. No, he's a professional with the sound shit. I yeah, know no, we're, we're, we're jarhead who throws mic arms. It's about all I'm a professional <laughs> with. But. We're transmitting now. So that's unfortunate because that means everything we just said. That's cool. We'll do it again. Recorded or Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your host, right, Worshipful Brother George Mudry. And Worshipful Brother Ken. And with us, Worshipful Brother Joe Pisani. And uh, Kevin Kozlowskis, Senior Stewart, Harmony Lodge number 42. And as we said before, he gave a nice shout out to his lodge. I don't do that no more because I'm retired. It's critical. <laughs> but anyway, today we're talking about Native American Freemasonry, where it came from, how did it get here, and what its rules and rituals are. Mm-hmm. So, but first, housekeeping. 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 So, oh, uh, I keep losing my It's just the headphones. I know. It's freaking me out, though. So over on Instagram, we've got a few new followers since last time. Let's see. We left off with uh, Bounty Hunter in Greece, I think. So Jason Brunig, uh, G-Man, Metin Sulu, who I believe, from the nature of his name, may be from Finland, my fatherland. Mm, so. No, I'm going to go with son of uh, Sulu from Star Trek. Uh, also Continue. a possibility, but Possibly. it's got some little dots over the U, so I may, be, I may have it on good authority over here. John Malloy, Clayton Young. St. Michael's Lodge, 4353. What's Sweet. up, brothers? James Hanoran, uh, Breslin Millsaps, John Gorski, Wisconsin Masons, District 1. What's up, District 1? Whoop, whoop. Daryl Moore, Alex Towie, thank you for your service. Joey the Carp. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, Bear Russell, so thank you, brothers and friends. Sweet. We all got shot glasses. You know what to do. We do. Ken, you read it, you lead it. Okay. Uh, brethren, right hand to arms. Two arms. Ready. 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 Aim. Aim. Fire good fire. Fire all. Together, brethren. Viva! 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 Beautiful. We pulled it together in the end, but... Yeah. <laughs> this thing's really, like, it's, driving it's, me insane. It's actually this one that's pulling it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Bingo! How about that? Ooh. That's yeah, better. Joe got the little the the, the short uh, wire. The short wire today. Not 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 you, Joe, but those are Joe Zanino's headphones, uh, and he has a short wire. Take them from where no, you want. I, get it. I think it's the connection. You know what? I do have to fix that. It's uh no, it's George. It's Joe's uh, short wire. Mm-hmm. Anyway, five star review over on Apple. Ooh, five star review. This is my favorite. Um, David Dillon. Thanks, David. Uh, this is my favorite podcast. I really enjoy the banter between the hosts. Looking forward to the new uh, episode, uh, the next episode. David Dillon from Lebanon Lodge, number sixty-eight, Milton, West Virginia. Oh, right on. Nice, Thank you, brother. Gotta give a shout out to West Virginia. 
Yeah. Especially for females with Second Amendment. It's a great state. Leave it alone. Picking up what I'm putting down. Oh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. About the <laughs> the chick who shot the dude who was trying to do some stupid shit at a graduation party. Love West Virginia. Anyway. Uh, Think you can lead it? Oh, uh, we're doing another Our toast. toast, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Fire away. All right. Brethren, right hand to arms. Two arms. arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Oh, you went for gold. Oh, wow. I said all. (laughs) Together, brothers. Viva. 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 Perfect. That was better. That was awesome. All right. So uh, apparently you guys got a couple announcements. Things that we're doing in the district or something you want to talk about? Regional something? Oh, uh, at Harmony? Yeah, Harmony. I thought, I thought Ken said something about regional. But. Oh, so the events are like regional in nature and that we get brethren from like outside the state and outside the district. They're bigger events. Ah, uh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, it's been a really good year for um, for uh, Harmony in the sense that we're getting a lot of visiting brethren, um, not just within the state, but actually from other states too. So it's been really, oh, nice. uh, it's been really awesome uh, networking. And So what do you got going on? So, uh, I think our, the next thing we got coming up is our uh, most worshipful brother, Benjamin Franklin Barbecue. Um, that's going to be June 18th. Um, it is a sold-out event. We had to do pre-sale um, and cap it at uh, 80, uh, 80 guests. Um, but we're doing a, a pig roast. We're going to have um, a local cigar lounge come and bring a cigar table. Nice. Um, yep. So, it's going to be some, it's been a really good time, a lot of good fellowship. And... Um, on August uh, 20th, um, we actually are celebrating our 225th anniversary, and we're doing a uh, joint uh, charity dinner with the Mattituck Museum of Waterbury. Nice. And they're doing an exhibition on um, Freemasonry and uh, different other uh, fraternal societies that have a history rooted in Waterbury. So we're going to have a, a gala event um with a uh, private tour and uh, dinner, and it should be a really, uh, really good time. I'm really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be downtown uh, Waterbury at the uh, Mattituck Museum on August 20th. Um, I know that they've been doing a lot of stuff with the uh, publicity, and um, someone actually just told me yesterday that uh, they heard um, uh, an advertisement for it on um, on the radio, NPR. Yeah, my NPR, that's right, what you know? it was. Yep. I'm super oh, glad your... that we do advertising and stuff like that now because for the longest time we didn't do any of that shit. We didn't put up billboards. We didn't do anything. It's about time we got into the 21st century, you know? This is the museum, too, that was doing this because it's, uh, you know, they were handling all the marketing, which was kind of cool because, you know. Well, again, I mean. In general, yeah, Freemasonry. Freemasonry never did this stuff. It was always kind of kept hush-hush quiet. Oh, you're going to be quiet. We don't talk about these things. You know, it's like. All right, well, then you can just keep getting declining members because you don't want to put our asses out there, but whatever. I'll drop a link to the page that has details on that event, too, in the comments on the YouTube uh, video, as well as uh, we'll put them on the Facebook page as well. Anthony Worse says, Anthony Worse says, uh, West by God. Because <laughs> 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 we're talking all Native mm-hmm. Americans. Nice. Yep. So, uh, anyway, what do you say we get into this? Absolutely. So, this is uh, off a of wiki source. Um, American Indian Freemasonry, and it's an article by Arthur C. Parker, 32nd degree. My MacBook is going to die. Are you shitting me right now? <laughs> I got 8%. We'll, we'll go as far as we can. Yeah, Ken, you also have it up on your computer, right? I do. And I got I can, your back, uh, though. Don't worry. All right, cool. 
So uh, this is actually, um, it says Buffalo Consistory, Valerie of Buffalo, New York. So this is actually from 1919. Oh, check that out. Wait, 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 wait. Ancient and accepted Scottish right? Northern Masonic jurisdiction. Okay, never mind. I thought it was uh, Southern Masonic jurisdiction, which that would have been interesting. Um, For Buffalo, yeah. Yeah, so, and uh, I'm just going to kind of paraphrase through here, but this is, I thought was pretty cool. This is a, a little, I guess, what is it called? A quote or something from uh, to the Iroquois. And it says, beautiful thy method, beautiful thy meditations in thy consecrated forest, fragrant in their odorous incense, when through groping in the darkness, thou wert lift up and strengthened in thy earnest firm endeavor, nearer drawn to the great spirit in thy ardor of devotion. Interesting that they use great spirit because that's what the Native Americans say. So this yep. is kind of a, um, this is a, I'm assuming some sort of a, for lack of better words, a, uh, a Bible quote of Native Americans. So I thought that was pretty cool. I just wanted to read that. And uh, Mr. Cool. Ken, you have an image that you're going to put up of their lodge, correct? I do. And uh, this is, is kind of what it looked like. It's uh, it's pretty cool. But if you look, it's got the, the first, uh, the fireplace. Seat invoker, the screen, feast. I can't even read it. Feast kettles. Feast um, kettles. Yeah, they have a screen in front of a fireplace. And then, yeah, next to the fireplace is the seat of invoker, which is interesting. We'll have to read more yeah. into that. Uh, and then we have uh, two separate doors. We've got the inner door to the lodge. And then we have a member's door over on the left. And there are guards in front of that door. So that would be your, your tilers, I would presume. Um, and then outside of the lodge there, they have a lamp table in the outer room for visitors only. Um, that must be their preparation room. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And yep. it's it's set up kind of like a longhouse, too, in that there doesn't seem to be seating down the sides of the, um, you know, on the, the south and the north, as you would expect in most Masonic lodges that we're familiar with in our jurisdiction. There's this men's seat, which looks to be kind of like a, a long... Uh, bench or something along the back part of the lodge room, and I would guess that would be where all of your, mm. you know, non-participating uh, Masonic visitors would would sit. But yeah, and definitely a different setup. It actually says uh, below it diagram showing the form of the lodge of ancient guards of the Mystic Potents. Mm -hmm. So uh, again, follow along. This is Scottish Rite, so this isn't equivalent to a Blue Lodge. Yep, this is a an Indian Scottish Rite in a sense. Yep. And uh, I'm just going to read a little something about it. And it says, uh, a tall bronze... Oh, excuse me. Before I continue with this, one thing I did notice is there's no altar. It says table, but there's no altar. Yeah, and there's a guard next to the table, too. Right. But interestingly enough, Native Americans, they don't have a holy book. Everything mm -hmm. that they've ever learned was by word of mouth. Oral tradition. Yeah. Oral tradition. So okay. you're not going to have an altar with a holy scripture or a holy writing on it because uh, they didn't have it. They didn't have anything written down. I mean, mm -hmm. I know Mayans did, but I don't think there was anything. That was more of like calendar counts and stuff, right? Yeah. The Mayans and the Incans and all that stuff. Just, just to make sure we're comparing apples to apples here. Like, I'm not a Scottish Rite brother, but some of the some of you guys are. Right? I am. So, yeah. so, is there always an altar with the Holy Scripture and all the Scottish Rite degrees? In some Somewhere? form or okay. shape or way, like uh, most of the degrees, it's usually it's not in the center. Right. It's sometimes pushed off to the side. 
correct me if I'm wrong, but it's but always it's, there. It's yeah, straight. it's, it's there yeah. to uh, when they open. When it's they there open, when they, they open, open the and then they yep. push it off okay. to the side, but it's still technically, quote, unquote, open. Okay. Yep. Um, on the side, off to the side, out of the way, d- during the degree play, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Um, and you're Scottish, right, Rachel? Yes. Yeah, yep. so have you seen the Indian, the Native American degree? I have. I can't remember which, I can't num- remember which number either. that degree. I, I, I actually, that was, I was really impressed by that one. We watched the awesome. uh, video form, so I'd like to see one done live. But um, Yeah, I seen it live. It was pretty wild. It was pretty cool. And, oh, I uh, bet. Yep. Definitely a good lesson in that one as well. So yeah. the Native American traditions and um, lore, it, it is in what we do as well. But this, Absolutely. from what I'm reading, is specific to Native Americans. This yep. is like a Native American set up Scottish Rite, whatever. Well, with I've, their own I've actually found, uh, found an article here that says that the, um, the oldest known uh, famous uh, Native American lodge or the oldest known Native American Lodge was uh, Cherokee Lodge Number 21 in Taluqua, Cherokee Indian Nation. Oh, wow. And it was hmm. found in November 7th, 1848. Um, interestingly enough, it consisted of uh, several different tribes, not only Cherokee, but Choctaw, Seminole, Seneca, Iroquois, Oneida, Mohawk, Owe, uh, Shawnee, and... Um, William Augusta Bowles was a Mohawk. He was the first Grand Master of all five nations in 1790, helped organize this lodge. That's awesome. Um, also, Crazy Bull, who was the grandson of uh, Sitting Bull, was also uh, known to be um, a Freemason. Um, Sitting so, Bull? He was the one that fought uh, Custer, right? Yep. And he uh, was? He sat Do you know what Custer's last words were? Holy cow, look at all them Indians. Well, Sitting Bull's story is amazing because he sat in the middle of the battlefield. He just, you know, as a sign of protest, right? And trying to, which is, you know, it's that's kind of insane, but yeah. it definitely makes a statement. When yeah, you it makes sit, a point. Sit in yeah. the middle of an active battlefield, especially then when guys were lining up and mm. firing volleys of, uh, you know, shot. Well, I mean, you're talking about sitting bull, right? Sitting bull, yeah. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Maybe he sat down because he know he's like ah, I don't gotta really do much because uh, we're kicking your ass, I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the, the story behind it. He's, that's pretty. He, cool. he was a big he was a big advocate of trying to broker peace and not yeah. lead to violent conflict. So that was right. his statement. That's where he got the the name Sitting Bull. That's um, no kidding. You know, that's, I didn't. And I don't know what his grandson did to be named Crazy Bull, but he sounds like he's more of your alley. Yeah, more <laughs> yeah, like a Joe Pisani kind of character. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty wild. Um, so let's go. I'm just going to read this a little bit. And I think it has to do with a little bit of their rituals. So uh, a tall, bronze-skinned guide led the way over a ice-rutted road. The journey towards a mysterious east had been commenced. Following the guide in a single file were four and yet three. The uh, four, One was the conductor in whose presence... The three were assured safety from all danger, not of their own making. In all, there were five, for such is the order of the journey. Interestingly enough, I mean, I've read before about even in Blue Lodge, it used to be where, you know, I mean, now, t- I've th- I think I've talked about this before, right, Ken? Where mm-hmm. um, it used to, well, t- modern day, it's like, hey, show up at the lodge. We'll meet you there. We'll start the degree. Yep. But I think back in the day, they used to burlap sack your ass and drag you, you know, put you on a horse and you didn't know where the lodge was correct i don't know about the burlap sack thing but yeah it was definitely like more of just a hey meet us at the lodge and make sure you're wearing a suit type right that sounds it was like, like a whole 
Sounds more like my college fraternity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you have to wonder, there's a lot of college fraternity rituals. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at Skull and Bones. Oh, there's yep. definitely some to rise from Freemasonry. From, from uh, my, yep. my Greek fraternity, when I when I went through their program, and uh, I, I, I realized there's a lot of parallels between that and yeah. some of the York Rite stuff. So You have to wonder what came wonder from if, it. Yeah. If the founders were, you know, br- uh, Brother Masons that incorporated some of the uh, stuff from Masonic ritual into Greek life. Uh, ritual you know and i mean realistically if you think about it like and then again i'm not tooting our own masonic horn here but uh, look at a lot of other fraternities that are i mean they have basically the same layout as we do look mm-hmm. at the yeah. look at the elks they got the same jewels you know and all that stuff odd fellows odd fellows well, it kind of makes sense it stands to reason because we were here it all first. kind of pulls from freemasonry yeah. i mean one of the other ones even the lions club they have different levels of quote-unquote degrees uh Another one would be the Knights of Columbus. They yep. same thing. They got three degrees. Yep. And from my understanding, their third degree isn't far off of our third degree. Hmm. Uh, well, I, I mean, it was originally crafted as an organization to attract Catholics away from Freemasonry into right. a Catholic, you know, specific. And this is why. Order, so. And this is why we make them follow us in parades. So we, <laughs> it doesn't always work out that way. So that we were following them last uh, water. We were, we were, we were. So. I think next time we go horseback, don't shit all over the road. <laughs> Feed the horses tacos before we do it. No, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm playing around, playing around. We love our Knights of Columbus, <laughs> brethren. It was in the land of the Seneca's three most powerful confederates of the famous six nations of the Iroquois to this land in the valley of the Cataragus, I'm assuming, has journeyed the commander-in-chief of Buffalo Consistory with three other members of the ancient accepted Scottish Rite of, free, of Masonry. The time was midwinter in the moon of Niskowugni, hmm. uh, the appointed time when the great Thanksgiving of the Senecas takes place in the nine-day celebration. During the season of gratitude to the Great Spirit, the various fraternities and ceremony, uh, ceremonial Associations hold sessions, and a few of them give public exhibitions. Not so, however, with the one whose work is all in secret and into whose chamber only those purified and loyal are admitted. Now, this is interesting, because Freemasonry at this point in 1919 was absolutely secretive. Mm-hmm. Super yeah. secretive. And then it even goes in, even if you say, well, that might not be Freemasonry, but the very next line gives you a clue as to who the hell they're talking about because it says, and in whose chamber only those purified are loyal and committed. And yeah. loyal are admitted. And, and admitted, excuse me. So, I mean, again, we've talked about it before. What do we got in that corner behind the secretary's desk, Ken? Uh, that would be the Chamber of Reflection I mean, Lodge, George. That sounds like a mean, that sounds like a reference to the Chamber of Reflection, which yep. is... Uh, or some precursor ritual that you have to go through. But that's specific to Freemasonry. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's pretty much calling out the Masons right there without calling out the Masons. The guide led on the four followed, three being candidates for initiation. The glimmering light held by the guide cast an uncertain ray upon the trail that penetrated the moonless winter night. And it was not an easy path, nor were there sound afoot on this trail, to that which was sought a length a lot at length the lodge was reached behind drawn curtains there were faint gleams of light four sharp knocks were given and the door opened a crack while a sentinel stepped out to examine who craved admission a curious passerby may have seen 
Uh, oh, let me get to the next sentence. So let's break this down real quick here. He's talking about a guide uh, with three candidates, um, a glimmering light held by the cast, and you, and you kind of make it, it sounds like they're outside, right? Yeah, the journey starts outside the lodge. But, you th- but if you think about it, listen to what it's saying here. It's a moonless night, winter night, which means it's dark. Mm-hmm. It was not an easy path. No, there was a sound of foot on this trail, which means they're not walking outside. They're inside the ante room or the preparation room because the next line is, a at length a lodge was reached. Yeah, I kind of feel like they were outside. You think so? Yeah. Because I'm looking at it as at length the lodge was reached behind drawn curtains. So I mean, you're not going to have a door as a curtain. No, but at length means like after time. Okay. And it makes me feel like they were. I mean, this is you got to understand that this is kind of like a, in a rural area too. It's not like here in a city okay. where. So it's like to get to the lodge to begin with, it kind of makes sense that they would start the ritual outside okay. and say, okay, well, it's a moonless winter night. Um, okay. The path is treacherous. You have a guide, right? It kind of like adds to the overall entered apprentice yeah. degree or a lot of the degrees in Freemasonry. I know this is Scottish, right? But it makes sense that they would do that because like that's what you have in your environment. Okay. And to Native Americans, that which is in nature is holy. So it's it kind of makes sense that well, they would do it this way. The, what I'm thinking is, and who, who's York right? Anybody York right? York right? We're, we're York right. Yeah, we're York right as well. Um, think about that degree. Remember, it's like, come on, come on, brothers. Remember, he's yeah, yeah, tagging yeah, you along. Yeah, you have yeah, to walk yeah. over rivers and stuff. Yeah, That's yeah, kind yeah. of where my head was at. There's because, also something yeah. similar in the Garibaldi degree. Yeah. Right. Yep, and that's kind of where I was going at, where you're not technically cool. Similar. <laughs> you're not technically, quote, unquote, outside, but you're portrayed that you're outside and you got to go over this long trail yeah. in order to get where you're going. Yep. But if you're out on a, on a reservation, then... Like you have that already. I want to do so, a sweat. So time. you don't need to like mock Sorry. it, mock it up in a lodge. You just go and Fair walk point. the trail. No, you know? you're absolutely right. Which I kind of think is cool. Like, I think that would add something to a degree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now we're waiting until July. I, I, I it's being out there during during initiation freezing my ass off. <laughs> I'm good. Pretty warm out there now. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to do that in the winter here. No. A curious passerby might have seen, but a hurried glance that. The form of the lodge was oblong, and there were two altars, upon one of which was placed a tray of incense and a heap of strange paraphernalia. But the door... know what that is. But the door soon closed, and the hours afterwards, the sounds of peculiar chant. A blend of wild forest sounds mingled with strange rushing noises like that of a great cataract floated out from the walls of the lodge house. What was happening within? Interesting. Mm. I like the way this is authored. Yeah, right? They leave it up to... uh, Very mysterious. Yeah, they leave kind of up to... uh, Kind of like you're you're hearing it from the viewpoint of uh, somebody who doesn't know any better what's going on and is just kind of curious and overhears these things. And and again, I don't want to... um, I want to re- go too deep into reading every single one of these because you know it's up to you. Do your damn homework if you're interested in this topic. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not, not your damn. What is it? Freaking read along. <laughs> narrator. Oh, uh, narrator. Yeah. So <laughs> reading. We're Rainbow. gonna be skipping yeah. around a little bit. So, but if you want to look at this article, it's uh, wikisource.org, American Indian Freemasonry. So uh, I'm gonna skip ahead and actually we're gonna go to uh, how did American Indian Freemasonry originate? So let's kind of talk about that. Uh, among many of the Indian tribes, there were ceremonial societies and fraternities that exercised a considerable influence. I got like a glare on my screen. Uh, the Jesuits, in their missionary tours, uh, 
among the Hurons early in the 17th century made note of the co-fraternities among the tribes of Canada. In hmm. later years, the publications of several learned societies and institutions have given us records of ethnologists. Thank you. You're and anthropologists by which we learn of the very great number of native societies, associations and fraternities. Thank you, sir. We cannot mention them all, but it would be a mistake not to call attention to the fraternities of the Zuni and the other Pueblo dwelling peoples. Hmm. These had elaborate lodge rooms or kivas and their altars were decorated and dedicated to the powers of nature. I heard that term That's at some cool. point in the past. I feel like I had an anthropology course in college or something the, that talked the, about the this. The Pueblos? Yeah, the terms like so, Zuni, Kivas, like that's all, it rings a bell. When me. I uh, mm. lived in Colorado, they have famous uh, Pueblo dwe uh, dwellings. Um, okay. they, actually, they actually were carved into uh, the sandstone that's out there. That's nice. cool. Yep, so they had whole villages that were in like the sides of mountains that were, that were kind of hidden from plain view, but... Uh, was all little apartment corridors, and mm. they had carved it out. So that's pretty interesting. Imagine going to a lodge inside, you know, oh, the yeah, crevice of a mountain that was hand carved. Yeah. That would be cool. You know? I also want to do a sweat tent. I'm dead serious. Yeah, do a sweat tent and freaking eat some peyote. Yeah, I, I, let's I, have let's make a ayahuasca. day out of this. Ayahuasca is like a big thing. Podcast <laughs> road trip. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> right. I don't need to go on any like spiritual journey with you, like, vision quest with George Mudry. It's like eating bath salts. I'll eat your face off. It just, yeah, it, it sounds like only if we can wear togas. I'm in. <laughs> it sounds like a fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Kind You'll of be situation. fine. Suck it up, Buttercup. You'll be all right. Yes, sir. I'm just a little guy here. What are you guys? What are you afraid of me for? I will bite the shit out of your ankles, though. I, I bet I can eat more peyote than you. You probably could. You're bigger than me. I have yeah. a small appetite. Challenge? Challenge accepted. <laughs> oh, <dear>. Anyway, <laughs> among the Pawnees were a number of important societies, one of most being the Hako. Hako? Yeah, Hako. We'll go with that. Uh, the Navajos had their cults in the Ouija. Ojibwa. Ojibwa. <laughs> Of the north and their middle, uh, mid win win, mid why win, why win. Yeah. All right, why the fuck do I always pick the articles of the freaking words that are the most difficult to speak? It's an ancient language. God, yeah, that's true. Every yeah. single time, I'm yeah. like, oh, let's do this topic. It's always like. Yeah, take, this, this take solace not, in the fact fuck. that not everybody yeah. knows, like, this Iroquois. Was, this was like, not your fault, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, the Iroquois had uh, had and still have their... <sighs> can... Honoche no ga. Got it. And their... Hadidos. And their secret... And their society of charm holders and many others. Yeah, so... This they have their own society. They got their own that shit. Were, you know, completely separate from Freemasonry, and probably evolved long, long before Europeans came here and brought Freemasonry. Right? right. They had their own. Yeah, kind definitely. Of, yeah. But uh, you could definitely see that there could be an absolute blending of oh, yeah. things that they had traditions, and that's kind of what Freemasonry does, right? Yep. We we kind of take other traditions and other things that secret societies and or religion and we kind of all blend that into yeah. one giant smorgasbord of, of more morality yeah. lessons yep it's all centered around a core philosophy that's shared right. amongst yep. all, all participants and all members right so you, you can know? totally see how this could eventually become uh 
What's the, what's the word I'm looking for, Ken, where things blend together in a sense? Mainstream. Amalgam. Yeah, they kind of start to blend together. Assimilated. Assimilated. There you go. That's yeah. what I was looking at. It's a good one. The Indians, in some instances, drew moral lessons and analogies from the art of building their longhouses and other dwellings. But for the most part, their symbolism was drawn from the study of the Temple of Nature. Mm -hmm. They knew of no Hebrew legends or records and names of Zerubbabel, Solomon, Hiram, King of Tyre, or Aaron were strange to them. Which makes total sense, yeah. right? So they're kind of coming from their own cultural tradition, which is completely, completely separate from European influences. Right. So it's kind of interesting how it evolved for them. So I'm going to segue just a quick second here. This is, see, reading this... I love, and I'll tell you why. Because, I mean, in today's society and everything, it's like, oh, the white man came and gave uh, the, uh, the typhoid blankets, and it was like they treat like you know, like Europeans came over here and just started wiping out Indian societies. But that's not entirely accurate. You have a blending right here that they're yeah. talking about. I mean, yes, did it happen? Yeah, Absolutely. Some bad things definitely Bad things that. definitely happened. You know that uh, uh, Cephalus was brought back to Europe from Columbus's first voyage? But he was a dirty fuck. They had no no recordings of civil. Yeah, so there you go. There was he a, was a there, sailor. You know they go port to port. I mean, <laughs> there was a good swapping of diseases going on back then. You exactly. Know, unintentionally. Good clarification. But, <laughs> but my point being is, is that, you know, you do have things along this line right here where we taught each other lessons yeah, in, yeah, in a positive yeah. light. Yep. You did have some shitbags who were money hungry, land hungry, and in in power hungry that did bad things. I mean, even it happens today. I mean, you're seeing it in Ukraine. Like, mm -hmm. you're seeing it to this day. But not everybody was like this. And and right here is a perfect example of where you're you're eventually going to get a c collision of common ideas, ground. Common, common ground, and yep. common lessons that can be passed back and forth from culture to culture. Yep. yep. So. Um, here we go. On the other hand, there were societies that used sacred words, some of which being, which might be mentioned in a low breath, usually to Ken or Joe, it's fuck you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and some never accept within the lodge. So he's basically talking about our passwords and grips and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because of the secrecy and the sacredness of the meaning of some words, they lost their meaning and were used only because they were ancient and were supposed to have magical value. There are many lost words, and in some instances, certain portions of rituals were not intelligible because nearly every word was a portion of a lost ritualistic language. And that's true. I, that's how I feel about our ritual today. I really do. I feel yeah. like there's portions of our ritual that, that have been lost or altered or changed over time. I mean, it's think about it. It's a game of telephone, right? Yeah, it wasn't always documented in plain language either. Grand Lodges started to do that in some jurisdictions, obviously, to create a consistency in how the work is done. But it wasn't always like that. And you also had, you know, Grand Masters who put in shit that didn't need to be put in there, like, you know, Freemasonry's use of its, you know, yeah, right the about penalties. The, or Right about the time that the water started getting fluoridated. <laughs> That's when they put that passage <laughs> into the ritual? Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they I was trying to figure out the timing on that. I'd have to go back and. <laughs> they put in certain lines something. that made you feel good that nothing bad was going to happen to you, which right. it doesn't. But I mean, you don't got to come out and say it. Freemasons continued use of imprecations. Shut up. Buzz Killington. Buzz Killington. It is a buzz kill. Like, Worshipful master. Let him buzz think we're going to freaking lop his head off and throw it out the freaking window. What's the problem? Like, anyway. Let him find out the hard way. I understand the logic uh, on both sides of that, but. We're not here to debate it. This guy. 
Come on. You gotta look guy. at both sides. Like, you look at both sides. Only my side, damn it. Only, <laughs> only George's side matters, but I look at both sides. Listen, I got three big ass dudes next to me. I gotta act tough at least a little bit. Okay. <laughs> gotta show your balls, right? Mm-hmm. Get my you ass, really don't. I can get my ass kicked at any point in time, right? Because you really I'm don't. a little guy. I'll get mauled over here. So if I, if I, like a chihuahua, you know, they're like, yeah, like a they little keep guy. the big dogs at bay. That's, that's kind of what I'm doing here. Okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so uh, where the hell did I leave off? Uh, right here. There can only there, there could be no doubt that certain Indian societies had secret words of their meanings uh, that their members might use in conversation or as signals. The possession of real, ritualistic words that belong exclusively to the cult of fraternity were jealously guarded. So Indians had their own type of words and stuff. Um, what do we got, Ken? I was just looking over at the comments, and uh, there's nothing really new here outside of foraging with Justin Michael. Says sounds like this one involves psilocybin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, magic mushrooms, I guess. That's what I'm thinking. Peyote, something yeah, along those lines. Sweat plate. This is a sweat different, things. different chemical. Smoking a peace pipe. It's like yeah. ayahuasca. I don't know. Ayahuasca is uh, from a vine, I believe. A peyote's a. Cactus. 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 Yep. Cactus. I would have brought some Kenny Kinnick. I didn't know that uh, this was going to be the topic today. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> um, let's see here. Words were things. Names were things. So deeply was the this doctrine inculcated that the man's very name could be taken from him uh, by proper authorities. Oh, so it's kind of like huh. what the Indians name their names, like Crazy Horse, you know, Ken. Yeah. Ken would be too dog shitting. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot so of Indians. What? <laughs> well, they, they they get their there's a lot of they get their names from nature. It's kind of what they're a lot of parallels between Italians and Native Americans. I, I find more and more. Besides the uh, guy from the '70s commercial, the crying uh, the crying native with the uh, pollution and the trash. That was really an Italian actor. Oh they, yeah, they that's right. Like a chief. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I say. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. It was an Italian. The whole guy. the whole nickname thing is pretty spot on. Like you, know, you don't go by your real name in uh, in Italy. They all give you like a it's almost like a tribal name. Yeah. You know. No that's, shit. That's a big you know, Kev know. over there down at the yeah. end. Uh-oh. This is Joey Biggs <laughs> over here. Ken, you're up for reading. What? My MacBook went kapooey. Okay, I will continue. Read, then. bitch. This is George Angry Bear. <laughs> George Angry. <laughs> Angry, Angry Care Bear. Angry Puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he could likewise be forbidden to utter certain words, which is interesting because words and names were property and might be used or shared by those justly entitled to receive the same. So words had tangible value Mm. in their societies, right? Like your name could be taken from you. Your given name isn't like God given. It's like given by the tribe. The tribe Mm. can take it back. Right. So that's kind of interesting. You know, that's interesting. That's also similar to uh, medieval. Right in medieval, you could be stripped of your surname, your title, and yeah, if right. you, yeah. you know, if you disgraced your house or whatever. Yep. yep. Uh, the masonry of the Indians, as builders and as philosophers dealing with moral truths, grew out of their experiences with nature and with the actions of humankind. The wise men of the tribes knew that a band of men pledged to uphold morality and to enact rituals showing its advantages would constitute a dynamic influence. So they already had these concepts of, right? You know, a, a subset of the tribe coming together and meeting together as like a fraternal organization. So Freemasonry made sense to them when it came. That's interesting. Yep, that's interesting. Yep. 
Could you imagine like having the t- talking about the ritual, you know, over a freaking peace pipe and a freaking beer or whatever the hell they were doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And just like, I mean, they oh had no, those, shit, we do the same thing. Yeah, like, they had those types of rituals before, so it's like you know, it's some of these things I uh, think are kind of like innate to being. That's pretty cool, man. <sighs> I, I think these are kind of like innate human things too, right? Like that we come together in small tribes and organizations and groups. Like that's like it's a uniquely human thing, part because, of the human condition. Yeah, because yeah. we're better as a group. Um, it makes sense that even, you know, completely abstracted from European influence, a group of humans would come together and form much the same kind of smaller organizations and share things like moral principles and lessons with one another. Yeah. So, no shocker there. Um what else did you want to go over in this article, George? Um, I really didn't really have much other. I figured we would just talk about it at this point because, I mean, it's talking about, uh, you know, the, the religious life. And I was kind of looking for something before my computer died. So I, I um, related to the topic, not probably not included in this article. I know. Wait, wait, wait. Is that Indian wearing an apron? Uh, sure no, so this is this is actually th- so this is a uh, a line drawing of a sentinel from the Society of False Faces. So this is actually like a, a a group within the Iroquois Nation. It's not Masonic, but you know it goes back further than that, I think. But he's basically the guard, the sentinel. I'll grab that and I'll oh, put shit. it up on the so the in, feed here. In Right on the border of East Haddam and Moodus in Connecticut, mm-hmm. there's uh, Mount Macamudus. It's a Mount Tom State Park. Uh-huh. I know where that is. So I don't know if you've ever been there. It's actually one of the few places you can go in Connecticut and probably the Northeast. It's been untouched by uh, colonial or European settlement. Oh, no kidding. The reason is because that mountain specifically, it's also known for making odd noises. There's some kind of geographical phenomenon that, there's loud noises that come from the center of the mountain. They don't know if it's mm. tectonic plates rubbing or something. Well, the natives believed that one of their deities lived inside the mountain. So bring a pistol. Continue. Bring a pistol. Well, <laughs> the, the, the colonists never, ever went there because they were terrified because they the tribes from all over the Northeast would meet there and have ceremonies and powwows. And it would be warring tribes that would normally be sworn enemies would be meeting there to worship together. So... You know, the, the the white man was basically like, I'm not going over there because something's going on. Guys at the bottom of the hill like, yeah. Get Fuck that. So, yeah. So, so, you know, East East Haddam or Haddam got colonized and uh, they stayed away from that mountain. Well, I wonder if there was any kind of native Masonic ceremonies because for sure there were powwows. And I've been up there with my, um, our, my cousin who's actually our brother from Harmony who's a historian. Mm-hmm. And he actually identified a Native American quarry. Um, that was up there, but I wonder if that might have been in a location where they would have went to do some types of ceremonies like this because it is it does hold hmm. strong significance. And actually, when I was living in Colorado, I had uh, the opportunity to make friends with um, a native girl who was a Cheyenne, and surprisingly enough, she told me that when <laughs> go ahead, laugh it up, no, 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 no. <laughs> made friends. Yeah, um, when she was uh, on the reservation. Part of like their their folklore that they learned of their culture um, mm. was a story about two characters named Haddam and Moodus. Right. And hmm. she had never oh. been to Connecticut, didn't even know that they were towns named oh, that. And sure. when I was telling her about this place, she said, "My God, there's a story that we we're, were told like in you know in the sweat lodge um, about huh. about two uh, witches. One was Haddam and one was Moodus." 
They can. Write this down. Podcast road trip part two. Well, I mean, we should go there because I actually have... uh, It's gorgeous. Women go off the reservation. My family has some property (laughs) on... on a river, actually, in is it the salmon in river that or? area, yeah, the salmon river. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the mountain we should, is we should definitely the go mountain is where the two rivers meet. It's gorgeous. Okay. I mean, you, and when you hike through, yeah, I mean, we got frontage, so we can take a couple kayaks and just go. And oh, sweat it. lodge in the backyard until I hear a sound that I'm like, nope, I'm too small. I'm out. No, so yeah, I'm, I'm taking the boat. Joe. I'm in. Yeah, let's yeah. do this. We got to do no, a road it's, trip. It's fantastic, and yeah. I mean, like, it's one of the best places I've been to hike. It's gorgeous, but there's a lot of beautiful there. There's a lot of significance to their to their history that's Ooh. in this particular piece and it's and it it's mostly known for the noises the mountain makes people don't even realize that it, it's got such a historical significance to native culture wow um, we've got to take i'm gonna say we do this then yeah. we invite yeah. scott walter we could bring scott walter with us yeah. find some freaking shit written on rocks and stuff he could tell us what it's all about yeah well next next to this mountain there's an area called the devil's hop yard and yep. it's known yep. for yep. having all is. the caves that's where yep. the natives actually live so i'd like to the problem is it's private. A lot of it's private property, but I like to go there because that's where you find arrowheads and artifacts because they actually lived in those caves and mm-hmm. would make that's all the cool. stuff in there. Let's go. But yeah, I'm down. Um, Field trip. More so this than Charles Island. Yeah, Charles yeah. Island was like <laughs> that was that was a dead project before it even got off the ground. Yes, it was. Yeah. We were going to dress up like gonna... we were going to dress up like pirates and swim over to the freaking Charles Island yeah. and look for the treasure. Charles and Island off of Milford. Yeah, in Milford, yeah. Like a walk over there. Yeah, but you, you, you yeah. can't, though, because it's all... It's still protected land. It's like land. protected yeah, land yeah. and stuff. Are you not supposed but to? You'll get arrested. Yeah, you'll get arrested really? on the spot. I've been on there like I've four been on or five there. times. Really? As a kid, yeah. I was just say, there's yeah. been more white men in Charles Island than in Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, anyway, uh, I just wanted to quickly call out before I forget that there's a new sign on the wall over there behind George and yes, Joe. I don't know if you want to talk about that at all, George. Yes, but, so you know. we have a certain young lady who gave us this sign behind us, and uh, I want to thank her for it. And uh, we love it. I'll move for a second. And, and we lit it, it up. It's gorgeous, there. isn't it? Yes, we did. A little bit of backlighting. Yeah. We're, uh, we're legit now. Um, and now I'll transition over and show this picture of the Sentinel that it was. Oh, yeah, the Sentinel. Here. Um, so it looks like, let's see if I have any kind of description here. Can I bring this up? Society of False Faces. Oh, I guess they don't really describe it at all. They just kind of have the, uh, the little caption underneath that says it's a sentinel of the Society of False Faces. The False Face Company is one of the most spectacular of the Iroquois. And he's uh, wearing a, an interesting mask and headdress. Hmm. Um, and I'm not really sure what's going on. It looks like some kind of like percussion instrument or something that's supported by... It's a tortoise shell with... Oh, tortoise shell, it. yeah. yeah. Yep, it's like attached to a, uh, a trunk here of a tree, and he's hitting it, and he's got a piece of wood, so... It looks like somebody that I wouldn't want to mess with. I mean, Sentinel usually means guard. And, yeah. You know, if you're carrying yeah. some, like, really weird crap, I'm Could just you imagine going to the crazy. door? Yeah. Could you imagine going to the door and it open up and seeing this dude's face right yeah. here with the thing? like, all right. I'm, oh, whoa, yeah, whoa. Yeah. No, I'm good, man. No, no, yeah. Just I'm looking for a gas station. Mind. I'm out. I'm good. Change my mind. Yeah. Turtle shell and a tomahawk. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, give me the secret word. You're like, I don't speak Iroquois. It's like, uh, <laughs> George is dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's nothing I got. I'm done. A bigwa? Boom. Right in the head. Oh, yeah, George, George wouldn't stand a chance. <laughs> nice. This is a great article, though. So this is actually yeah, on uh, wikisource.org, and it's about American Indian Freemasonry. It's a quite a lengthy article, too, and there's a lot of really cool um, kind of old-looking line drawings 
of these uh, degree rituals. And look at look, see that look at look at that image. Looks like the bear is taking his uh, entered apprentice degree or his master mason. So he this is, is yeah. actually yeah <laughs> right? the, the bear is taking his master mason. It's actually the own. animal council raising to life the founder of Little Water Society. So obviously in Native American traditions, you right. guys are familiar with the fact that animals have a special spiritual. Yeah. Value to them. Everything uh, has a spirit. Everything yep. is interconnected. Yeah. So here there's actually a drawing of all of these different forest animals coming together and basically having That's a Masonic awesome. degree. Let me uh, put this up here as well. And uh, I'm getting I'm getting ragged on about my hair. Um, Why? Lack of it? Yeah. They're saying uh, George is still rocking the old landing strip. Yeah. Uh, all right. Highest of high and tights. Uh, mm, yeah. Well. Uh, this is called balding. It's kind of how he rolls. The fade started down here. Listen, you know, I just finished what God started, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, here's I the, had a teacher uh, in high school who said, uh, God didn't make uh, everyone's head perfect. The ones he did, he made bald. That's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. Me, I look like I got a... I look like I had smashed in the head with a freaking hammer because I like I like no. drop off midway here. Nobody can see you anymore anyway because I actually have a picture up of the animal council raising to life the founder of the Little Water Society. So very there's, cool. Uh, there's Mr. Yogi the Bear there taking his MM degree He's upon the altar while uh, Coyote watches on hmm. and uh, Beaver over there in the corner. <laughs> It's kind of cool. I like it. There's like every every animal that I've seen on my trail cameras in my backyard is like represented in this photo. Well, here. I mean, you can you can kind of look at it one of two ways. One, Native Americans they they that was their they they took signs from nature, and yeah, yeah. you know a lot of their uh, I don't say all, but a lot of their headdresses and a lot of the things that they represented are no different than like what the Romans used to do. Like you you had uh, like Caesar was like I don't know the pelican or something like that, and. Brutus was like the bull and all that stuff. They they all their took sigil. Their sigil, sigil their right? House, yeah. <clears throat> so Native Americans, in a sense, did the same exact thing. Like one guy would have a the the head of a coyote over the top of his head, and you know what I mean, yep. stuff along those lines. The other way you could look at it is, um, oh, nice, yeah, not bad, you. right? Yeah, not bad. <laughs> We're Indians today. We share. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, and the other, so you can attribute it to that is uh, one. You can look at it as like animals taking, you know, their Masonic oath or their fraternal oath or whatever you want to call it. Or you can represent that could be people being represented as animals. So it actually is. That's what it is. Um, right? So the ritual here that that backs this says. Uh, so this is just a, a little piece of the, the ritual here. And it may or may not be 100 uh, percent accurate, but that's how it's depicted here. The leader who is Red Hand trusts and waits until a strong voice from the darkness comes, saying, Hast thou cleansed thyself from human guilt and impurity? I have, Red Hand replied. Hast thou ill will toward any of thy fellow creatures? Does this sound familiar? Yes, it does. Okay. Mm. I have like not. Our opening. Yeah. Wilt thou trust and obey us, keeping thyself always chaste and valorous? I will. Wilt thou hold this power with which we endow thee? For thine own chosen company only. So secrecy, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I will. Um, and then wilt thou endure death or torture in its cause? Again, yep. <clears throat> I will. Similar. Wilt thou vow the secret never to be revealed save at thy death hour? I will. So it's same. Pretty. I mean, spot on. Damn serious. Yeah. Sounds like getting married. <laughs> Except you're getting married to all these four. I've always wondered that. I've always wondered that. So, so you have to renew your pistol permit every five years. You got to renew your driver's license every five years. How come you like 
the marriage license is for life. Don't you, yeah, got, don't, you should have the option to renew it after five years. No, don't don't give Connecticut mm-hmm. any ideas here. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're gonna yeah. want money for that. Yeah, we have enough. Of I just wouldn't renew it. <laughs> Most people probably wouldn't. <laughs> just saying, you should have an opt out clause at some point. This way, it don't cost thirty grand down the road. But anyway, moving on. Thirty grand is cheap. I'm totally gonna get fucking hate mail for this. It's <laughs> sixty if you do it twice. So this <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's that's pretty spot on to what our ritual is. I mean, it ain't far yeah. off. Very uh, interesting. But pretty cool how that's all intermixed. Yep. Well, it all parallels. You know, the brotherhood, right. the brotherhood of man, the fatherhood of God. That's that's right. that's one of our mottos, and that's something that's yeah. definitely shared. Right. You and know, if your God is cultures. if your God is nature, and you have the same kind of like moral imperatives that nope. most societies do, right? Because you can't just do whatever you want. You can't right. go murdering people. It doesn't work, yeah. right? So everybody kind of comes to the same sort of underlying. That was the main uh, point in the Scottish Rite uh, Native American degree was that they were they were Masons because they believed in a creator. Mm-hmm. They didn't have call him by the same name. They didn't have the same. You know, yeah. image depicted as like a Judeo-Christian of like an old man in the clouds, but they believed that there was a creator, so they were. Yep. They were. So just it really in, doesn't matter. Lawful brother masons. Yeah. Yep. Mm. You can still take those obligations in the name of that creator, and yep. you clearly have the same kind of set of moral values because. And that's a beautiful thing coming on. from a time where people were like skinning each other and committing yeah. genocide. Right. You know, to yeah. be able to. Right. Sit and smoke a peace pipe by a campfire. And, right. you know. and if you really think about it, we were kind of joking about sweat, the sweat tents and all that stuff. But if you really think about it, it ain't far off of our chamber of reflection. It's got yeah. the same concept going in there and, and wrestling with your demons. Yep. That's uh, pretty much what the chamber of reflection is. Funny thing is, though, with our chamber of reflection, like the sweat tents, I think you stay in there for hours, right? Uh, we sweat in ours. We have no AC in our lodge room, so. Do you guys have a chamber of reflection? <laughs> through through no far. fault of our own. Does Harmony have a chamber of reflection? No, we have no. a preparation room. We don't do the chamber of reflection, uh, but. Um, by choice or by? I just, as long as we've been raised, it wasn't a thing. So well, I, I know you guys just... were doing some renovations up there in the library or something. I know if you were going to freaking find some closet and stuff somebody mm-hmm. in there. I mean, it would take I mean, some. It would take some work and some convincing to do that. Obviously, if like your lodge has it as part of its uh, traditions, it's a lot easier, right? You guys I, yeah. move up here, you yeah. build the chamber, you're good. But yeah, we would have to. I personally like the chamber reflection. Yeah, because like it's it a too. nice beginning to what you're going to go through. And in New York, right? It's compulsory. And yep. Right. Like I thought it was a yep. great. I mean, that great. was my first introduction mm-hmm. to it. I thought it was super powerful. Yeah. You know? in, in realistically, I mean, it's funny though because the sweatshops, the uh, sweatshop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're not talking about Martha Stewart. Um, the sweat tents. You sit in there for hours, correct? If I'm not, I, I you sit in there for so, a couple yeah. hours. Yeah. Like, it's funny. Like when the stewards are outside and the guy's been in there for more than like freaking three minutes, and you're like, "Is he dead?" Because <laughs> like, yeah. you tell them like, "Knock on the door when you're done," and they're literally sitting there. And you're like, "Fuck." Yeah, they're still He's been in there for like up. 25 minutes. Like, should we go check on him? And bring? Do we bring the AED? Like. It's the correct way to to approach that kind of. He's in the corner shitting in a bucket because he's scared to death. Like, (laughs) it's freaky going into a chamber reflection. Let's not lie. Like, it's a pitch black room with a skull in front of you. Like, and we're telling you, you know, read the book, read the good book, and uh, if you're an asshole, you know, we're gonna throw you out of here. You know. Yeah. But so it's got a little bit of intimidation factor to it, which is why I know some lodges don't like it because they say it's all it's you know it's, but I mean it's. It's a way of, in a sense, purifying before your degree. 
Right. Yep. No and different than a sweat tent before Indian rituals or whatever the case And is. reflecting on your life. And reflecting right. on your life, your values, yeah. yeah. So there's actually a kind of cool postscript in this article that's written by the Buffalo Consistory here. It says, in the halls of Buffalo Consistory, AASR, which is ancient and accepted Scottish Rite, is a splendid collection of Indian artifacts collected from the ancient forts, village sites, and burial places of the Indians who lived in western New York. From early to recent times, this collection brought together through the unceasing efforts of okay, there's some George L. Tucker, yeah, some people who get some uh, some props here for for helping to donate to this cause, but it constitutes a museum of antiquity and illustrates the handiwork of the American Indians. So there's actually, you know, you can go here and walk through all these artifacts that they've found and look oh, look awesome. at these exhibits um, and see all this stuff for yourself. So if you happen to be in the Buffalo area. Um, in upstate New York for on vacation or something like that. This might be something to look into and check out. Nice. Take some pictures and send them to us. So what do you think, brother? Think we beat this one to death? Yeah, this was fun. This was a good one. I like this one. Much better than freaking freaking General Worcester. Um, yeah. I, mean, I didn't participate I did the, in that one. So. Yeah, well, the General, or the, the uh, what's his name? Worcester. Yeah, we thought there was going to be more to him. Not really. So we literally talked for a half hour, and that was it. Yeah, I watched that one. It was good, though. Yeah, there wasn't much to him. I thought there was going to yeah. be more. I mean, he's a you know Revolutionary War general. I mean, I'm he was sure father is. of Connecticut Freemasonry, and then yep, yeah. I looked through like four different articles. I couldn't find anything else. Like, yeah, he was a Mason, and uh, he got shot in the face. End of story. Like, so that kind of which stuff. is sad. Like somebody with that level of um, influence on Connecticut Masonry and during the wars and stuff, yep. you would think would have a little bit more. I'm sure there's a lot written about him, like throughout. Friends. George just couldn't find it. No, yeah. I just couldn't find it. You know what I probably should have looked? You know what I should have looked? I should have looked in the Grand Lodge. Oh, yeah, the Grand Lodge yeah. archives. They probably yeah. would have had articles about him, but I didn't or, think uh, of it. you know what? The, um, oh, God, the Philosophic Lodge of Research probably has papers about this guy, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure We could do. find and uh, talk a little bit about in one of these I thought you were going to mention Worcester Square in New Haven, you know? Little Pepe's Pizza. (laughs) No. Oh, man. Sally's. Delicious. Uh, Anthony Worst, glad to have finally been able to join y'all on a live. Glad to have you, man. Is that Uh, your dad thumbs upping us there, Joe? uh, Joe? My Uh, father. Traveler. So, George, how many times have you had to explain (laughs) my picture over there? It's up there, Papa Pisani. Oh, yeah, that's uh, Brother Holiday, the picture. Uh, Haven't really had to explain it. Uh, Only to. I mean, guests and stuff who come up and don't ask. Don't when the lodge him. gets pissed <laughs> off, to like spin that picture around. We got we got dignitaries up here. I'm yeah. like, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care. Talk about that one. The one right behind. That one right behind you. That's uh, yeah. Brother Holiday. He's trying really so hard I, not to turn around and look at her. Right I really now. haven't. Uh, I haven't had to explain it except for you know whatever. My own lodge pitched a bitch a little while ago, but uh, told him deal with it. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, they make it sound like he's like freaking. Like doing porn or something over here. It's it's literally yeah, he's not naked, a it's brother just, yeah. in the George Costanza pose in Seinfeld. Like yeah, he's that's got, it. He's like, got clothing on. He's got clothing on. I mean, they're like people get so offended by everything. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm blocking the picture from the camera. You are a you little are, bit. Yeah. yeah, we can see his face, but not the rest yeah. of his body. But it's probably well, better that way. <laughs> what do we say, brothers? Yeah, this is this is good. This it's is good. always good having you guys up here on the Absolutely. show too. Thanks Joe always brings here. great wine. As always, Thank you for having me. You're more than welcome to come whenever you'd like. Thank you. Can give you the uh, the schedule and uh, yep, you guys can come up whenever you'd like. So anyway, I think we lock it up. What do you think? Yeah, I'm good. 
I got to go to a baseball game. So Yes, yes. Uh, we do have responsibilities with the children. Yes, we do. So, for the Freemasons Podcast, I am Right Worshipful Brother George Marjorie signing off. Worshipful Brother Ken signing off. Worshipful Brother Joe Pisani, thank you for having me. Senior Stewart, Harmony Lodge number 42, Kevin Kozlowskis, thank you. Have a good night, everyone. Take care, everyone. Shut that shit down. <laughs>